Hello, hello. It's been so long. Let me stop. <laughs> um, guys, no. I have been through it, y'all. Like, I can't even begin to explain. Sorry, guys. I'm looking at my bamboo plant. I got gifted a bamboo plant. And it is thriving the leaves are just like it's gotten so big um anyways i have been through it your girl has been through it i know i haven't been on here in like a really really long time i really don't have an excuse for it i planned on starting back up in the beginning of this year but i ended up so funny so at the end of December, I think everybody got sick in December. I mean, it was just immensely going around. Like, everybody was sick. If you didn't get sick, you probably have the immune system of, like, I don't know. Um, but anyways, so I got sick at the end of December. I got, well, I developed bronchitis and laryngitis. So with laryngitis, I had no voice. So obviously I couldn't record and I wanted to record so badly because at the end of December, my best friend got married and, you know, marriage, I, ma not marriages, weddings, weddings, I feel bring out, you know, a lot of emotion and people, um, I actually ended up with a plus one for this wedding, even though they were not going to give me a plus one. But I ended up with a plus one because we earlier in the year had gone to Colombia and we met one of my friends over there. And he kind of honestly, guys, just like put like made his way in there. Like we were talking about the wedding, you know, we're all like having fun. We're drinking. It's late. We're in Colombia at a club. He was with us. And my best friend was like, man, I can't wait for the wedding. It's going to be so much fun. Like, we're going to be doing this, but with all our friends. Because it was just a group of us. It was a small group of us. Maybe like six or seven of us, I think. Could be even smaller than that, to be honest. Um, but anyways, we were talking about that. And then he kind of just slid his way in there. I was like, I want to go to your wedding. And bam, Cribsy gets a plus one. What's up? Uh, so I ended up with a plus one for the wedding. He's my boy. Uh, we've known each other oof, for like, I don't know, like six or seven years now. Um, we met when I was like, oh my God, I wasn't even 21 at the time. No, it's been so much longer than that. Uh, he was actually there on my 21st birthday. Yeah, it's a, we've known each other for a really long time, but he's my boy. He's like, you know, we're super cool. Um, so he ends up coming with me to this wedding, and um, I was already sick during the wedding. Actually, I got sick the day of the wedding, and I felt so awful. And I was like, I can't. Like, I don't know if I'm going to get through this. And I called him, and I was like, Alex, like, oh, I don't know if I should have said his name. Whatever. Um, I was like, dude. Like, can you bring me some medicine? I'm dying. Like, I just want this day to end. So he brings me like these super intense cough drops. And obviously, like, 
time to a ceremony. He's actually on time to a ceremony, but I'm part of the ceremony, right? I was a bridesmaid. So we, me and him didn't really get a chance to talk till after the ceremony. So during the whole ceremony, I'm like holding in my cough, I'm like, oh my God. And I'm like, I'm holding in the cough and I'm holding in my tears because I'm crying. I'm so emotional. My best friend's getting married. All the nice vows and things that they said about each other. I was like, oh my God. Oh God, this is awful. Super, super emotional. Um, and well, I mean, it's not awful that they got married. Let me let me backtrack. Uh, it was awful that I was super, super emotional about it. <laughs> but um, yeah, so whatever. Um, <laughs> during the wedding party, I was not drinking because obviously I wasn't feeling well. So Alex was getting me hot water and putting the cough drop in, and I was just drinking like cough drop tea, uh, thinking that that would help. But I end up losing my voice mid wedding. So <laughs> the party started, Ora Loca started, you know, everybody's dancing, the dance floor is open, they got a live band, which was super, super lit. And I can't speak. So everybody's coming up to me, they're trying to talk to me. And I'm like writing notes on my phone. I'm like, I can't talk, you know, like, I need to this is how I got to express myself. Um, so yeah, pretty crap pretty pretty crap and then after that I went to the doctors I got some antibiotics antibiotics didn't work I actually got more sick from the medication and ended up at the hospital and in the hospital they didn't know what I had so they gave me something that caused me to get more sick and it was and to put it in like it was just a really honest, honest to God, a traumatizing experience like it was because we go to, you know, like we go to hospitals or doctors or whatever thinking like, hey, I'm going to like this should make me feel better. And it was the opposite for me. It was like the complete opposite for me. So anyways, I am finally feeling better. It took about a whole month for me to get myself back. Um, I had no routine. I was literally in bed in my house all day. I did get to do something. So that's pretty cool. I've painted my room. I did a little move. I got new curtains. I, you know, like disinfected everything because I was like, I'm not going to get sick again. You know, um, I think everybody goes through that when they're sick. If you don't, you probably should. Uh, but anyways, so, you know, I got some things done. It wasn't like I was being super unproductive. Um, but I am finally trying to get back into society. I haven't seen my friends in a while. Uh, I don't know. It's probably been like a month and a half. No, you know what? I actually haven't seen them since the wedding because I didn't go out for the holidays. I was at home for the holidays, even though I usually spend um, New Year's with my friends because you know, lit vibes, but I didn't, I stayed home, um, more so too, because my family was going to be here, and, you know, sometimes you just got to appreciate those moments, those times, and yeah, something really cool happened, um, so, like I was saying, something really cool happened, uh, I guess life-changing, 
you can say. So my father and I had not been together for, well, we, we had seen each other last about three years ago. That was the last time that I had seen him in person. And before that, every time that we saw each other, it was only for like weekends. And that was in Nicaragua. That's where my family's from. Uh, so yeah, uh, it had been about 10 years that my dad had been on U.S. soil. And at the end of December, he was released from a detention center and he was able to spend New Year's with us, which was pretty cool. When I say us, he was really spending New Year's with me. Yeah, so that was that has been life-changing because he's actually staying with me and like I said I haven't really talked to or been with him in like a really 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 long time you can say not to mention that you know him and my mom split up when I was little and you know lots of other traumas that come with that so uh with that being said we can get into the nitty-gritty of things so I have you know, you guys know that I go to therapy. You guys know that one of the problems that I have is like opening up and trusting people and things of that sort. And all of that has been related to, you know, how I grew up. And some of that, and I won't blame all of it on it because there are other factors and things that have played into it. But some of that is unfortunately attributed to my father. So, it's been a tough transition. It's been hard to kind of like let him in my space, but I feel as though I had to be open to this because if not, it would poison my soul and my growth and my, you know, healing process. And I think I really feel like the universe is giving me this as part of my healing process. And yesterday specifically, I was actually driving home from the gym. It was my first time going to a gym since I got sick. And I was driving home from the gym and I had to pass a hospital. I had to pass the hospital where my grandma passed away because there was an accident on my regular route home and I had to go that way. And it was also my grandmother's death anniversary so I'm passing this hospital I'm super emotional you know it's hard grief is hard grief is not linear grief comes and goes some days you're okay some days you're not some moments you're okay some moments you're not if you haven't experienced grief um you know lucky you really because it has been a journey for me and I haven't talked about this specifically before on this podcast because it was always a hard topic for me to get into. But I feel as though now I'm more under, I'm more understanding of it. And, you know, I've grown a lot from it. I've healed a lot from it. Me and my mom have been able to have better conversations about it, you know, without both of us getting emotional and both of us, you know, losing it, <laughs> things like that. It was really tough at first, but 
So I'm driving past this hospital and it just dawned on me that any guilt, I don't know if I can use the word guilt. I I say anger, that any anger towards my dad and, you know, his actions towards my mom or towards me when I was growing up and towards my grandmother and towards my family, really, because it was a hard time when he left. It just, it dawned on me that by me holding on to that, to those moments, it just, it wasn't healthy for me, you know, like it's not healthy for me. And I've never felt like I've been mad at my father for leaving and for, you know, the things that he's done. But I do come from an abusive home and you know, those things, those things stick with you. I remember once that I was, you know, talking to someone, dating someone, whatever you want to call it. And this, this person was angry. He was getting angry. And I remember that he like cursed at me when he was angry. And I immediately like flipped the switch. I'm oh no sir like you're not going to talk to me any type of way like that and that was the last time that we had ever had an interaction because I was so I'm so conditioned to looking for those signs and immediately running away right when you come from a from a you know a home where you witness domestic violence you one either end up in the same situation which is really really sad or two, you become hyper aware of those potential red flags. And that was one of the thing that was one of the places where I was at at the time. I was very hyper aware and I was, you know, I just I wouldn't put myself through it. So it just immediately called for the end of the of the talking, the dating, the relationship, whatever. And um yeah, it dawned on me that I just, I would no longer hold on to any of that. And I remember last night I got home and my dad was here. He's actually sleeping in my office. So I come in through through my office and I just saw him on the floor and it was just freeing. It was freeing. And I just feel like now in this point of my life, I'm grateful. I'm grateful that he's here, to be honest with you, I am. Uh, I'm grateful for my mom, for her always sticking out with me and, you know, raising me as a single parent when he left and never allowing him back into our lives after, you know, the violence ensued, but always pushing that I should care for him because no matter what, he was my father. And I know that a lot of you are going to, you know, think otherwise and think like, you know, he shouldn't have a relationship with him or, you know, you shouldn't force people to have relationships with them. And that's fine. Like we all have our own different opinions. In my case, my grandmother was always very much 
she very much instilled a lot of values in me. And it was sometimes hard. For the most part, I think that she always did it for the betterment of me and future generations because she was very set on me, you know, changing the trajectory of my family, uh, becoming the first person to graduate, becoming the first person to have a career, becoming the first person that didn't get pregnant at a young age and, you know, didn't put those things before her success. And she was, you know, she instilled that in me. And the other thing that she instilled in me, excuse me, was also taking care of my father. So uh, he's been staying with me. He, yesterday, my aunt was like, we're messing around with him. And they were like, oh, so crazy. When's your boyfriend going to come over, you know, so your dad can meet him? And I was like, yeah, yeah, he's going to come over one of these days. My dad can meet him. My dad was just like closing his eyes. Thinking, he was probably thinking to himself, like, what did I get myself into? Obviously, I don't have a boyfriend. Well, maybe not that obvious. I should give myself more credit. Really, I really should. should give myself more credit. But no, I don't have a boyfriend. It just has not been a priority for me. I have not dated for God knows how long. <clears throat> I had met someone who's probably going to end up listening to this episode. And... Don't get me wrong, he is great, but, you know, hyper aware of red flags. Also, I was working on one of my non-negotiables and I just, I'm not in a place for it. I'm really not in a place for it because the situation that is going on in my home right now, besides my father, because he's really not as bad, but there are other people staying at my house and I... Just honestly, and I hate to say it this way because it's going to sound so awful, but I dislike kids so much more now that I've met my little cousins. Um, so yeah, that has been tough to overcome. And... Yeah, I'm so sorry for that person. But anyways, uh, he was great. No fault of his at all. I'm also just not in a place for that. Like I said, I've been sick. I'm still recovering. I'm trying to get myself back into society. I've been reading a lot since, you know, I've been stuck home with sicknesses. And one of the books that I'm reading is... Dun, 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 drum roll, please. I'm just kidding. Uh, but one of the books that I'm reading is about goddess energy. And I, I feel like I've said this before on other on my last podcast episode. Uh, but I'm really trying to channel my feminine energy. And I feel like this is a topic that has come up a lot. And I've seen a lot on TikTok. And I've seen a lot of it on YouTube. And we can talk about it because... A lot of women in this day and age, we live in our masculine energy, right? So what does that mean? It means that we feel 
like we have to be the providers. We feel like, you know, we need to take care of ourselves. We need to be firm, have strength, you know, all, honestly, all of that stuff. I mean, it's not, you know, like bad things. It's not bad to be in your masculine energy. It's more so bad for, I don't want to, I don't want to use the word that it's hard when a woman is not in her feminine energy because it deters, deters men from, or actually it deters good men, men who are living in their masculine energy from approaching you, from coming to you, because you almost give out the sense that you don't need anybody, or you might give off the sense that you don't need anybody. And as much as we want to believe that we don't need anybody, that you know you can get through this jiggy jungle all on your own, for the most part, you need a support system whether it be your family, whether it be your parents, whether it be your, you know, partner, whatever. For the most part, we all need someone else there. So with the masculine energy and the feminine energy, it makes a difference. Because when you're living in your masculine energy, you take that away from, you know, your partner. Obviously, I'm talking gender roles you know or not gender roles but i'm talking like how you feel how if you identify as a man if you identify as a woman if you don't super cool live in the their energy um but yeah it's 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 a difference so in this book with the goddess energy a lot of it is understanding how to connect with my feminine energy and me in, in my life for example I know that for a very, very, very long time, I have lived in my masculine energy. And it's more so my background, how I grew up. Um, the things that I talked about earlier about like not trusting people and, you know, not being very open, those kind of things being protecting myself, right? Protecting my own heart. Um, so, you know, feeling that responsibility to myself. And so this year, right, my goal, it's on my vision board, it's everything. This year, I want to live in more feminine energy. I want to be more open. I want to, I just, I want to be better. And I think that this will make me better. And I also think that it'll help me who knows, maybe find a relationship, maybe find a partner, maybe find, uh, you know, that person, another, I want to say that person, another person, find a partner, right? Find somebody that's right for me. Because for a long time, I have dated, I've maybe not opened my heart completely, because I'm not going to lie to y'all. And I'm not going to lie to myself either. Maybe not open my heart completely. But I've definitely have tried 
And it just hasn't worked out, to be honest, like it hasn't. And I think that a lot of it has to do with how I, you know, how I live in my masculine. So trying to live in my feminine, I am working on being more open. I am working on being more caring, being more of a caretaker where it's not like me taking on, you know, all the roles where I'm being more nurturing or trying to be, (laughs) trying to be more nurturing. And yeah, I'm trying to just live more intentionally, to be honest with you, or to be open. And so that's where I'm at right now. I do daily journaling. I do daily gratitude writings. I do daily affirmations about self-love. And, you know, I have a bunch of them here actually right in front of me. I'll read some to you guys so you see it. I am not my mistakes. My life is filled with joy. I am accomplishing great things. My mind is full of positive images. I attract an abundance of wealth and opportunity. I inspire people. I am loved. I am happy and full of joy. Sorry, I got lost myself. And I attract lucrative opportunities to create money. That's an entrepreneur one. And yeah, these are like the little things that I'm changing, that I'm trying to do, that I feel are connecting me to a higher vibration. And I really, I really feel like this is going to be my year. I do. And my mom is here. My dad is here. I feel grateful. I feel grateful. My cousin just had another baby, so I have another baby nephew. Uh, Can't carry him because he's very, very small, and I'm very, very scared. But when he's bigger, I will. But there is another nephew that's been great and a great addition to our family. And what I said earlier about disliking kids, I just want to note that I don't dislike all kids, okay? I am just not a huge fan of misbehaved kids and I feel like a lot of people feel that way you know what I mean I feel like that's not just me I hope and I hope that you guys don't hate me for it (laughs) I'm trying to think about anything else that I have to share with y'all I have a friend who's trying to flirt with me and he actually just got out of a relationship about a couple months ago and he was like very open and honest today about it he's like you know I'm just trying to flirt with you like I'm trying to be your woman crush or you're my woman crush Wednesday every day something like that and I just like I said before I'm my mind is just not there my mind is like in completely other things my mind is so on spiritual growth and so myself and I just, who knows? When it comes, it comes. And if it doesn't come, then it ain't right, you know? And with that being said, I'm going to let you guys go because I hear my nephew playing outside and I want to go play with him for a little bit before um, I have to go to the gym. 
And I appreciate y'all for listening. I know that I haven't been coming on here a lot. And I promise, I gotta say this every time, guys. I really do. I say this every time. But I will, will, will try to make more content. I just see a shift in the content that's coming. Uh, and I hope that you'll still listen. Uh, I hope that it'll still be funny to you. I know this episode didn't have a lot of funny stuff. And this episode was a little deep. And now that I'm like saying all of this, I feel kind of naked and vulnerable. And I'm a little scared to post this. But yeah, um, I see a little shift, like I said. Obviously, if I go on a date, I'll still tell you guys comedy stories. I almost just want to get on the league just to kind of mess around with that. But yeah, I do actually have a funny story, but I'm going to save it for next time. Because like I said, this episode is a little more serious and kind of deep and all those things. So I'll be back next week and I'll tell you guys a cute little story. Love y'all. Thanks for listening. Follow me at Sidewalk Chick, Twitter, at Sidewalk Chick Diary on Instagram. And you can also email me. It's on my anchor page. Probably should be on all my descriptions too. So yeah. Thank y'all. Love y'all. Talk to you soon.